0: And we're on and we're doing this thing and we're rocking and rolling. And my guest today, you will be excited to know is someone I know very well. And she needs no prep call. She needs no preparation. She is ready to go. She can't wait to talk about podcasting with me. And I can't wait to learn from her too, because we have had parallel paths and I can't wait to to learn about the different innovations she's made in the podcasting world. But who is she? She's an entrepreneur, a marketing leader, a speaker, a trainer and a world traveler, and I would say a friend, fellow podcast host, and her show, which you definitely want to check out, is The Global Marketing Show, author of The Language of Global Marketing. See how they tie in together? Love that. President and owner of Rapport International, Wendy Pease. Welcome to the show. Thank
1: you, Casey. Yeah, that introduction is very flattering because I learned everything about podcasting from you. So oh, I, you're giving me a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that turned me on to it and talked about the technologies and talked about the process and uh yeah you're just continually showing me how to get better and do it so i you know i feel very flattered that you say we learn from each other but my hats are off to you <laughs> well we
0: do and i think there's a jedi phrase a student has become the master i think there's a few things i can learn from you today i uh, can't wait to dive into them with you and the way we're going to do that is we're going to ask that question the way we start every show wendy pull back the curtain for us on your show on your podcast and share your most important strategy for a great podcast.
1: All right. If I pull back the curtain, I'd have to say that it is getting good guests. Uh, You know, I've, I've gone through trying different things and, you know, with global marketing, there's so many different ways you can go and experts that you can have on. But my real secret is now is finding the people who are actually doing it. Uh, because they always have great stories and suggestions about the strategy that they use for which market they can get into, funny hiccups they run along the way, uh, run into along the way, um, uh, you know, their fears and mistakes that they made, um, and you know what their plans are for going in the future. So they've got real life stories and examples that uh, we share with our listeners. Um, What I have found is not as good as if it's not the person in charge of the global marketing for the company, or if it maybe is a consultant to the company, because they're one step removed, and then they may not have those actual stories and emotions that go along with it.
0: Right. They they may not have stories at all, or if they're telling stories, they're telling someone else's story. And it's, It's not personal. It's never nearly as good. Hey, I I met a guy once that X, Y, oh, okay. All right. But it doesn't have that gripping. Oh, you had to go through that, that you get from a personal story.
1: Right. And, you know, at Rapport International, we provide foreign language translation interpretation services. And global marketing is all about communications, and so translate you know, do you market in English? do you uh, you know translate, do you create marketing materials in another country? How do you keep a global market consistent? And these are all decisions that any exporter needs to to make. so we're always getting into that language question, and so I want somebody that can actually talk to the decisions that were made there.
0: yeah, yeah. It, tell me, tell me about a time when that wasn't the case. You're you're on your recording your podcast. The person's name shall remain nameless. Ha, ha, w- what does it feel like as a host when you encounter someone who isn't a good fit?
1: Um. Well, I had one guest that really believes in the Google Translate plugin and thinks it's good enough. And so we kind of had a discussion of why and why not, and it, you know, and 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 he knows we we talk about it all the time, but it felt a little uncomfortable for me because I just so adamantly disagree with putting a machine translation plug in on on your website. I right. mean, people know that the quality isn't there, so why uh, why even do it? Because it's not. Helping you, and it could even be hurting you with search engines. So, and you know, you're going to lose the buyer. So, why put it in? So, I just kind of chalked it up to, well, he's got a different opinion. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'll have that. (laughs) And nobody else that I've interviewed has even taken that position.
0: Yeah. Um, And someone, I've learned a lot from you on the global marketing front. And, you know, we could totally, we'll link to, our interview together uh, on both your show and my show where we talked global marketing. And I, I learned so much from you on that. And I know from, from learning from you that, that using machine translation may be fine for asking for ice cream, may be fine for getting a, the street sign changed. But if you're in a business and you're trying to close at a large deal, you can't leave it to chance like that. So as soon as you mentioned that your guest was all about Google translate. I was like, Oh no, something you adamantly disagree with. Tell me about disagreeing with your guests. How, have you, how far have you taken that? Did you out? You you probably didn't call them an outright idiot. Even if that's a crazy move to make, tell me about disagreeing.
1: Disagreement going in and we thought we'd just lay it out. And afterwards I was thinking about it and I'm like, that's not really the message that I want the podcast to share because it's not going to help people with global marketing. It could hurt them. But we did publish it because I don't, you know, I believe in freedom of speech and the ability to do that. So if somebody's considering it, they could hear both arguments. And see what it would be. So, you know, but I still look at that episode up there going, "Eh, do I really want to keep it up or do I take it down? But I went for, you know, I don't want to discount people's voice. And so uh, we keep it up there. But there's so many other episodes I'd rather point you to, like, you know, Randy Roger, who talked about issues they ran into with their employees doing translation, or Zach Selch. Who talked about why your distributor shouldn't do your translation and put a client back two years um, or t- patrick nunes who works for rotary international who talked about how they had a multi-country um, marketing you know it wasn't global marketing it was uh, you know multiple countries and how they consolidated it up and made a global marketing message so those are the ones that I, I'd, I'd rather talk about.
0: <laughs> sure, and, and on that note, let me stay dwell in this moment for just a, one more second um, because you
1: know, controversy, Casey. Right? <laughs> controversy, yeah.
0: uh, and uh-huh. I, but here's the thing: you just rattled off these names, and I love that. I love, and, and if you ask me, there's names. Oh man, I love this conversation and the stories from this person. They stick with you. That's- but when you get into that disagreement zone, you're no longer in that almost like I feel like I'm in student mode. But if people start saying crazy things, it's almost my responsibility is to say, ah, you know, is it to challenge them? And it sounds like you you knew going in you were gonna disagree. And it was kind of like, okay, we're gonna get on this thing and have a conversation, which it which at least you know it from the setup. But I but you never want to surprise your guests, right? And be like, disagreeing with him? I don't know. Just tell me about that conflict. Okay. So yeah,
1: that one, I knew we were going to disagree. Sometimes I have to correct guests where they're using the words translation and interpretation interchangeably. And it's one of the biggest mistakes people outside the industry use. Translation is written. Interpretation is spoken. And so I'll hear on the news, like the, the president's translator said, And i'm like it's just it's just wrong you know it's the the interpreter said so when somebody uses those terms wrong i try to gently correct them so we can start educating people consistently about how it is the other problem that i have with guests sometimes is they'll talk in platitudes or generalities and that gets very boring to me because i'm not getting to the heart to the motion or the specific example that I'm trying to show. And I never know exactly what they're gonna bring out in the show because um, everybody's experience is, is different. So what I keep doing is, is I as I ask, like I've got my general set of questions, but when they bring up something that I haven't heard before, I'll go down that avenue to bring it out. And if they stay on generalities and platitudes, it doesn't make the episode different enough. So I see it as my job as the host and that if, you know, we've, we've done two years of weekly episodes now is what is different that I haven't heard before on it. So I see that as my job to pull out and I like it when guests can go into something and really talk about the details or give some suggestions there. Um, Yeah. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I just had an episode where and I'll say it's my fault. I'll own it. I I had a, podcast on on the marketing side where we talked about how to do social media the right way. It was like be be authentic, be consistent, be and I was just like, man, is this deja vu? I've already had this conversation and I was just not into it. It was those generalities you're talking about. And I just I wanted more and you know I kind of checked out where I should have dove in. You know, I should have tried to find a different path. Like you're saying, like find something specific to tell me about authenticity or I should have like dove in. I, I I let it ride too long. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, that's, there's a lot going on when you're a podcast host, because you have to be listening. You have mm-hmm. to be anticipating where they're going. So you're ready with the next question. I take notes and watch the time. So I put the start time on as to when I start. And then when they say something interesting, I mark down the time. So my editor can go back in and pluck those out and use them for social media. So I'm doing that. I'm also starring, you know, so I'm putting timestamps, you know, I'm handwriting, but timestamps with notes on it. Then I'm trying to star the ones that I think are really good all while anticipating where they're going and watching the clock to make sure that we don't run over. Um, And trying to remember if they're talking about something, what was an earlier episode that I might refer to? Because if somebody is listening and they like that topic, they might want to know which episode to go back and listen to. So there's there's a lot going on as a podcast host, I have to be fully on. And the good thing about me is I am so curious. And I love pulling people out that asking the questions doesn't tend to be hard. Um, But you've got to make sure it's of general interest, not just me taking somebody down a, you know, a a road that's so particular, it gets boring to somebody else.
0: (laughs) Mm, That balance. Are you are you thinking about the audience when you're Doing your questions, how much of them come into your mind when you're present on the show?
1: Oh, absolutely! I'm thinking about the audience all the time. Our audience is people who want to sell um, across borders, hmm. and so I'm thinking, all right. And and I started it based on the United States uh, because so few companies export. Less than five percent of U.S. companies export, and there are free grants and resources to help. People export, um, and those that do export have higher revenues, higher profits, higher stability, higher uh, salaries, um, higher valuations. I mean, across right. all the metrics, they do better. Um, and so, I I started it to help educate people in the U.S. how to export, but we've been downloaded in over fifty countries. So. It's not just in the US, but it's people all over the world are looking for what are best practices when we go into uh, new markets. And there's there's a lot of companies that wanna enter the United States. So I've had some guests um, talk about that too. So I'm continually thinking about the audience and how to ask questions. So it's not just people who live in the United States, but maybe from other countries that we can generally learn. you know what are best practices for, for building a business cross cross cultures and languages.
0: Right, fifty countries, crazy. Don't you feel like you want to just visit? Don't you wish you could just? Hey, okay. I think for me, for one of my marketing show, it, it, big in Azerbaijan, right? And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come visit. <laughs> Gather all hundred of you that are, have been blowing up the stats. Let's hang out, get some drinks. Uh, I wish I could connect with them at some point. Uh, my next question for you is, is around that. If you're thinking about the audience, I, I, I think there might be a, a desire to ask a question that maybe you already know the answer to, but so that it, it pulls that answer out for your audience. How often do you ask questions that you already know the answer to? Do you know the answer to all of them? Most of them, some, none, where, where are you at in that spectrum?
1: Um, I do a 15 minute prep call before, uh, we do the recording. Yeah. And so I have my general list of questions that I'm going to ask, but that 15 minute recording helps me tie into something that I think, Ooh, that'll be interesting to pull out. So I know the direction I want to go, but. I am really winging it when I'm on the actual recording because I'm going much deeper than I ever did in the prep call. So I don't know. Most of the time, I don't know the answers. I just know the general direction that I want to go. And that's what keeps it
0: fresh and new for me. Right. General direction. And, and you're right. The curiosity, like if you're curious to the answer, you ask the question, you know, I, I just think back to that social media. Like I I was allowing him to teach the audience if they didn't already know this topic, the topic, but the the downside was I was wanting to check out and chew my arm off because I already know this stuff. And I've been doing this for so long, you know? So I I think in in that case, it didn't work out well. Whereas in other times I've asked people questions. They're like, Oh, that was a great question. That's because I really want to know the answer. I'm really curious about it. Uh, Tell me about curiosity for you.
1: found is one of the biggest surprising benefits on podcast to me is it is market research. It is pure market research for me. I am learning stuff all the time and I don't have to have a set. I'm not analyzing it. I don't have to set, but it helps inform my sales process because if I'm asking about translation, of course, a lot of the clients are potential client. I mean, a lot of the guests are potential clients. And so here I have this open-ended opportunity to ask potential clients questions that I want to know about their business or their industry or their type of business. And so, I mean, what an opportunity for a business owner or a salesperson to have unlimited access. And I'm not asking them selling type questions, but so I can understand how they go about the process, what challenges they're facing, um, you know, what what would solve their problems. And so um, I look at it as that, it's, this is just a perfect market research opportunity for me.
0: It's a great reminder that it's an opportunity. I think sometimes, oh, I have to do this. You get to do this. You get to have a conversation. And to your very first point, if it's the right person, then you almost can't go wrong if you've got a few questions prepared and in a good person and, and just giving them your curiosity. That's, it's a great reminder.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that I always want is to make my guests look good. I mean, this is a PR opportunity for them Um, It's a chance for them to talk about their company and what they do. And I'm hoping that, you know, somebody who's listening might have the opportunity to reach out to that person. I do know that that has happened. Somebody said, Oh, I was listening to this podcast and I reached out to this person and they did business together or they hired or whatever it was. So I'm, you know, my focus is to make, not to stump the guests, not to, um, make them look bad or embarrass them, but it's always to make them look good, but also have them share mistakes that they made or fears that they had to normalize the whole exporting and global marketing experience.
0: Love that. Really, it, it's like a, that turns it into a movement, right? You're, it's not, you're not just asking for tips and tricks. You're talking like mistakes and lessons learned and, and yeah. you're helping people normalize the challenges. And that that feels very much like creating a community more than just a show.
1: That's, we have a Facebook group that um, we invite people to join, to have conversations there. So uh, it's it's called Global Marketing and Growth on Facebook. And um, then, you know, that's what we're trying to do is build a community. So it helps, you know, if there's somebody in another country that you want to reach out to, or you've got a question, or you need a a service provider or anything like that, is how do we, again, how do we make connections across borders? Because any economist that is familiar with global trade that you talk to is we're a global economy. I mean, we can't go back to made in America and just depending on what we have here, we don't have enough resources. We don't have enough, uh, you know, workforce. Uh, business owners that I know are already short supply on hiring people that they know that need. Um, if, comp- you know, our mark, if you have an, a page, you're selling internationally. And you know, so how do you want to connect with those buyers? So it's rather than close your eyes and seal the border, like look around, we are a global economy. And how do you benefit from that rather than fight it?
0: yeah i love the shift love the shift here i um we've talked a little bit about the the business value of the podcast tell me more about you as a podcaster what do you get out of podcasting what do you enjoy the most about it
1: opportunity to find interesting people and ask them about what they're doing I mean, that goes back to my curiosity of I have always I have to be very careful because I can meet people at a cocktail party and just start drilling them. I have to remember, oh, no, it's a conversation and I have to share about me, too. Yeah. Um, but the the podcast is just a complete opportunity for me to find out about fascinating people. Um, and I'm getting I love international travel. i lived internationally. I think cultures can bring so much. There's so many words we don't have a direct translation for in English and how we bring those words into our vernacular so you know we can benefit from that because culture um, and language influence the way you, you think. And so getting the guests on there, I get to hear about all these fabulously rich stories.
0: Teach us a word. Pardon? teach us a word. I think in the, in the past Uh-oh. show, you've taught us a word. It doesn't have an English equivalent. I'll put you on the spot. We prepped none of that, but I'm just curious if a word comes to mind that you'd love to teach the audience.
1: I, I mean, i maybe I used this one before, but it is my all time favorite one. It's a Finnish word. That means I'm at home. I'm in my underwear. I'm drunk. And there's no way I'm going out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, here's a question. Is there a podcast named after that yet? Because if there isn't, I feel like I need to create it. Uh, yeah,
1: and the funny, um, you know, follow up to that story is I was at the inbound conference before COVID and I was recording people saying their favorite foreign word. And I ran into a guy who said that one. This year, just this past month when I was at inbound. So, you know, it was three years later. I see him, can't remember his name, can't remember his agency. All I can remember is his favorite foreign word. I look at him and I'm I say, it, it caught it. He looks at me and starts laughing. And the guy he's with next to him is finished. He looks up in this look of shock. <laughs> like, why? By- <laughs> Saying this to my coworker, so it was just a, a fun way to connect across language and memory at this huge inbound conference where it's hard to see people.
0: <laughs> Love that, and I mean that's what podcasting does, right? It, it's that same kind of connection, and you you know it, it might start with a word, but then it, it turns into that hour long conversation with someone, and you learn more about them and what they do, and you've learned from them, and you've built a relationship. I mean, it sounds like I mean this is one of the things I've I've always respected and admired of you is that everyone in the circles that i'm around knows you and it, you just and it's not like you're trying per se you're just meeting people and being curious and everyone you are everywhere you're you're ubiquitous as a brand and as a person and it's just amazing to see uh and, and the fact that you power it with a podcast is is brilliant
1: yeah. And I think that's so much as my superpower is connecting people. So I am continually looking, how can I connect? And there has been people that I've interviewed on the podcast, which is, you know, it goes back to, I get to be curious and ask them questions and find out what they need. And then I'll, you know, a light bulb will go off in my head. when well, you need to talk to this person. Cause I see yeah. that there's a business opportunity. So yeah. Podcasting is great for, for getting to know. And I think that's, you know, the big. There that I see, because I know some people that have worked with your uh, company, Ringmaster Live, and starting podcasts, because you help people launch. They're like, "Well, you know, I'm kind of nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say." And I'm like, "I don't get nervous at all because I'm all I'm doing is asking questions. It's right. the guest who's doing all the talking and carrying right. the show. So right. it's if you can just stay in that, I'm curious. I'm going to learn. I get to ask every question." And as a podcast host, you can have fun with it rather than get nervous.
0: Hundred percent, right? It, it's now you can get nervous if you're about to be a guest because yeah, now you're you're the one expected to answer all the questions. Uh, but as a host, you're right. We just ask we just ask curious questions and shut up,
1: right? <laughs> yes, yes. There's nothing worse than a guest, a host who does most of the talking. It's like you brought this guest on. Now let's hear them speak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so metal. Now I don't want to say anything because we just talked about that. It's so fun. I Do love that. that. <laughs>
1: you don't have any worry on that. You are very good at asking questions. Yeah. So, and, and you make it conversational style. I think that's why you're
0: so good and you model it well. I appreciate that. Uh, what's not working? What, what's the biggest challenge if you had to think about podcasting? Because everything's rosy, right? <laughs> but what, what would you say, what's the challenge right now for you in podcasting?
1: Um, I think it's finding those right guests, making sure that the right amount are on my calendar, because if you get too many scheduled in, then you're recording too many podcasts in a week. But if you don't have enough scheduled in, then you don't have enough lined up. So that's one issue is just what is that regular tempo of, of interviewing. And then the second thing is, keeping in touch with the guests after they've been on. So I don't think we've done a good job of inviting people to the Facebook group and then how are we following up to keep that relationship fresh and what can we do for you? Do you need our services? Is there anybody I can connect with you? Um, so that's something that we're looking at this year is how are we doing outreach to the guests because I've talked to so many great people. I want to stay in touch with them and stay in their network. So those are the, the cadence at the beginning and the relationship at the, at the end.
0: Yeah. I've, I've experienced that too. Right. And I think it, for people like you and I who value those connections and those relationships so much, it, it's kind of painful because I want to keep up with them all I, right. or, or at least keep some, but sometimes life gets so busy. It's like, how do I stay in touch and how do I keep that relationship going? I feel like we created something good here, and I, I yeah. want to keep it going. Yes, yes,
1: yes. That's exactly it. Like, how do we keep it going? Yeah. Uh,
0: Maybe it's like that away. number. Have you heard of that number? That like, is it one fifty? Oh, Dunbar. Have you heard of Dunbar's number? Uh, refresh my memory. This is the number, the max number of relationships a person can maintain.
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard that's like 200. 150. 150. Okay. It's gone down since I... (laughs) Well, I guess, I mean, you're right too.
0: It's been proposed to be 100 to 250, but I think everyone's kind of settled on 150. So that means if you've you've done a podcast more than 150 episodes, you're done. You can't have any more relationships. They're all gone. Yeah, but
1: that doesn't even count in your high school friends, your college friends, your eo friends your neighbors and right yeah yeah
0: do you think do you think there's any truth to that the idea i mean I and mean, this might tie into the fact that we're having trouble juggling relationships with all these guests
1: it does because
0: you've only got so many
1: capacity but then You think about what is your goal as a business owner, business developer, podcaster, is to get known. So you think of, you can't keep the relationship, but can you keep top of mind? So I'm just thinking about all the the famous podcasters, movie actors, radio broadcasters, So is the podcast purely for developing relationships, or is it also to be shared and educated, then more people might know of you than you can remember of them.
0: Mm. So it's
1: how do you balance that out? Like, I want enough, like, I want to keep the relationships, but I also want to stay top of mind. So if they hear of a need. Right. For an export resources, they send them to the podcast, or they go to a guest that can provide services, or they reach out to us for translation. So it's getting known. Yeah. So what is that? And that getting known, becoming popular, I mean, that's an unlimited number. And it's not going to, I don't want to become popular for popular's sake. I want to be known in the circles of
0: exporters and global marketers. Yeah. And known for being helpful. Right, known for a good reason. Absolutely, not yeah. for some tape. That
1: Contact Wendy; leaked. she'll know who to go to for logistics or, yeah. you know, exchange, you know, currency or whatever it is in the global supplier network. Yeah, helpful. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been this has been so much fun. I feel like we can do four or five episodes. Maybe we can ward off Dunbar's number that way. Have you come back yeah. and continue to share more? But I have one more question for you. And you mentioned you've been podcasting about two years now, weekly, twice a week show. How how many episodes? Uh, once
1: a week since October 2020.
0: Okay. And how many episodes are you up to now? Um, gotta be. You're approaching 100. 92. Are you looking at it right now? Yeah. Yeah. So how many are up there? Yeah. Because I congratulations first of all. And then secondarily to that. Tell me about the future of your show. Sometimes when you, as you get to certain milestones, 92 published, I'm sure you've got a bunch more recorded. As you get to certain milestones, sometimes there's the the, the idea of maybe changing the podcast or, uh. or modifying it. What's your vision of the future of the show? If we talk again, 50 episodes from now, what, what does it look like?
1: Okay, so we did go through one change a few months ago okay. um, and went to short- short form. So we started out doing an hour-long interview, which I really like because I could go around to the, you know, tell me about your travel stories, tell me about your fun cultural, but we decided to boil it down to what is the key learning about global marketing? So there's less chit chat on it and more direct learning, applicable learning from it. So that's one change. The second change that we made is rather than just doing a short description uh, to put on the show notes, I write a longer blog type uh, summary of it that we're using for a LinkedIn article. So in a year from now, um, y- you know. So first, talk about all the places that we're using social media. So it's right. it's um, certainly the the podcast, so you can listen to it anywhere. Then it's the the post on LinkedIn. Then we take out a clip and we use that to launch it on social media. Then we're taking certain episodes and we're converting them into book chapters. So we're going to launch another book that's kind of like love that expert advice from exporters. I you know I don't know what it'll be called. I'm co-writing that with Hannah Pence. And then um, one thing that I haven't done yet, but I think you know, so we're we use the content in so many different places, along with just the general knowledge it gets me um i thought about doing them live because then um it would be going out live for anybody who's on social media at the time but there's there's so much that goes into that you know you've got to have a regular scheduled time that takes away flexibility from the guests you've got to be right you know you've got to launch on time you've got to be real quick to capture attention so We're doing some live videos right now on Thursdays at 1130 AM East coast time with more, you know, short five to 10 minute facts on translation that you need to, to do. Um, So that's how we've iterated and that's how we uh, will continue to
0: iterate. I love to check in with you to see how these different changes go and, and, you know, it will the connection be affected by the shorter form and, Or even by going live, you know, so it'd be interesting to see how these, that's exciting though. That's exciting to keep it fresh and try new things. And then let's see, let's see how it goes.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That's the great with um, watching the metrics, which my marketing team does. Yeah. Yeah. No, and hats off to you for what you've grown and thank you for turning me on to this. And, you know, I've just loved doing it. I mean, I've gotten so much more pleasure out of doing it and so much knowledge. So thank you, Ringmaster. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, thank you thank you well if you could if you boil it down to one thing maybe that we've talked about that has been the most helpful takeaway for everyone else listening that maybe hasn't had those you know fun fireside beer chats what would you say might be the takeaway on on the podcasting
1: on on doing my pod-
0: conversations like is how have I helped like if, if there's one thing that was really the most helpful that I could tell everyone else about what do you, what should I tell them
1: just, just do it. You're going to learn as you go, but set up, set up the process and just get going. Because if you look back to my first, like one of my first, I think it was my third episode, I forgot to press the record button. (laughs) and
0: I'm bubbling back to the person saying, can we (laughs) re-record? Oh no. What was that like re-recording?
1: remember the first one was fantastic and I was mourning that we didn't get it, but the second one was still really good. So it was a good guest who I could recreate the conversation, um, but it was very embarrassing. So now I even say aloud, okay, we're recording and I make sure it's going on my computer, <laughs> you know, and that part's edited out. Um, and so, you know, I look back to the, the original set of questions that I had and how we did the editing and, you know, remembering to do a call for action, like all that crap, just, you know, you'll figure it out as you go along and you'll listen to podcasts now and you go, Oh, I like how they do it. And they iterate it. So I think the biggest piece of advice to me that you gave was just do it. And I think that that's what you should. You know, encourage people just do it. You're going to get a ton of marketing content that you can
0: pull from that. Love that. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on here and geeking out with me for yeah. just about an hour, just talking about this thing that we both love. Uh, I can't wait to see how the live and the, the shorter form and all these different changes affect your next 50, your next 100 episodes.
1: Go follow us if you haven't already.
0: Yes, yes. Where can people <laughs> connect with you? Where can people? What? You know, throw this name of the show out. Let's link to all these things.
1: Okay, if you if you search Global Marketing Show, that'll bring us to the web to our website, and you can listen to it there. Otherwise, you can go to Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast and listen to it. Um, you can also we do a fun of a lot of fun cultural and language posts on LinkedIn. So just look for me, Wendy Pease, W-E-N-D-Y, and then Pease is P-E-A-S-E, like please with no L. Um, and if you want to find me on, you know, a free chapter to the book or a link to the podcast, you can go to Linktree. Are you familiar with Linktree?
0: Yeah, I've heard about Linktree. You you big fan?
1: So you go to l i n k tr.ee slash Wendy Pease. And all my links are there. So if you prefer Instagram over LinkedIn, you can go find me there. The Facebook group is there. Links to buy the book or get the free chapter or whatever you can find oh, them yeah. there.
0: <laughs> Let's go. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on here and just sharing all these, these great stories with me.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Casey. Always a joy to talk
0: to you absolutely and for those listening if you have had a great you know listen here and if you've learned something please share this with someone else someone else who's got their own podcast and and they maybe just need a few ideas to mix it up or they want to they want to learn more about this thing we all love here share this episode with one person nine people 30 people whatever share the love and with that wendy thank you again thank you all right, everybody. Muchas gracias. Ah, danada, Thank you so much. All right, everybody. This has been another exciting episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short, and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com.